0: We're back with another episode of Avery After Dark. I'm your host, Avery Ross. For all my paranormal lovers out there, you are in for a real treat with today's episode. Many of you have asked why I'm so into ghost stories and spooky stuff in general. I grew up in a Midwestern family. And for people who know, Midwesterners drive to every vacation spot. Like flying somewhere? No way. My family was like that meme about people from the Midwest that was like, why would I fly? It's only a 14-hour drive. That's uh, Midwestern people for you. But during those long car rides, we had a lot of time to kill. And luckily, I had a really fun, creative grandma that we would take these trips with. Grandma Dorothy, I called her Mammers. She passed a few years back, but she was such a special person. She loved to paint she loved mysteries, and she also had a gift for telling the best ghost stories. So during these car rides, I would always ask her to tell me scary stories, and she would. Some of the stories she would create on her own, some she based off stories from her childhood growing up in Kentucky, or tales that she had heard as a young girl. I loved those stories so much. As soon as she'd get done with one story, I was already asking her to tell another. And that's really where my love of scary stories originated. From there, I started watching scary TV shows like Are You Afraid of the Dark? and Beyond Belief, if any of you remember those. And I always loved watching scary movies. And here we are today, and I'm still fascinated I like the unknown because I like to think that we're all a part of a grander plan here on Earth. I've also had some paranormal experiences myself, but I'll save those for another episode. It's time to get into this week's haunting. If you like ghost stories and history, sit back and relax because this one is going to be right up your alley. I posted a video on the most famous house in America last week, the White House, And many didn't know that it's also one of the most haunted homes in the entire United States. I had a lot of comments asking for more, so let's go. This is the Haunted White House. The White House is located at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. and has been the official residence of almost every U.S. president since John Adams in 1800. The only president who didn't live there was George Washington, but he actually chose the site and oversaw the construction of the White House. It was built between 1792 and 1800, and that eight year construction cost over $230,000 back then. Today, the White House sits with an estimated worth of $463 million. That is a lot of money, and if you are interested, the White House is actually on Zillow, which I find so funny. The White House was designed by an Irish-born architect named James Hoban and was built in the neoclassical style, which is based on Roman architecture, but the original White House didn't stand for too long. During the War of 1812, the White House was actually set ablaze by the British Army during the burning of Washington. This destroyed a lot of the interior and charred up a lot of the outside as well. After this, they almost immediately started reconstruction, and the White House has gone through quite a few renovations over the years. They've added new wings, new floors, and updated everything in between. But they've always tried to maintain that same feel and honor all the history. The building was originally referred to as the President's Palace, Presidential mansion or president's house. The earliest evidence of anyone calling it the White House was around the 1800s, and why was this? Well, it's rumored that during the rebuilding after the burning of Washington, lots of white paint was applied to mask the extreme burn damage, thus giving it its namesake. The White House is a national heritage site owned by the National Park Service. It's been the headquarters for some of the most important diplomatic meetings and declarations in history. It's not a law that a president has to live in the White House, but no one has turned it down, and why would you? It has 132 rooms, 35 bathrooms, 3 elevators, and spans 18 acres. It has tennis courts, the famous Rose Garden, swimming pools, a movie theater, a bowling alley, and a basketball court. It's known for its magnificence, but it's also known to be a paranormal hotspot. The White House has so many spooky ghost stories, it's no wonder the place is haunted. Just think, with all that history and all the different families it's homed, come on. Jared Broach is the founder of Nightly Spirits, a company that offers tours of haunted places across the country. But when Broach started the tours in 2012, he offered only one tour, the White House. Jared said, the White House has the best ghost stories, and I'd call them the most verified. Honestly, we could do a 10-hour tour if we really wanted to. Someone asked Jared if he actually believed the ghost stories that came out of the White House. His response was, if I said no, I'd be calling about eight different presidents liars. Well, we will let you be the judge. Let's get into some of the eerie stories. One of the most notorious ghosts in the White House is Abraham Lincoln. His sightings are so frequent, he is known as the White House ghost. He's most commonly spotted in the Lincoln bedroom and in the yellow oval room. Prime Minister Winston Churchill was staying at the White House during a visit in the 1940s. He had just taken a hot bath and walked out of the bathroom. When he looked up, he saw Abraham Lincoln's ghost sitting in his bedroom by the fireplace. The prime minister was apparently in the nude with only a cigar in hand, and reportedly said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. Can you imagine meeting one of the most famous U.S. presidents in history, and you are naked? Two years later, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands came for a stay and was sleeping in the Lincoln bedroom. One night, she reportedly heard a knock on the bedroom door She got up and walked over, opened it up to find the ghost of Abraham Lincoln standing there. And then she fainted. She came to and was able to share her ghostly run in with our bearded 16th president. First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt spent a lot of time working in the Lincoln bedroom as an office, and she said she saw Lincoln quite often. And I find this one super interesting. Supposedly Ronald Reagan's dog, Rex, would routinely stand at the door of the Lincoln bedroom. President Reagan said his pup seemed agitated and would just stand there and bark when there was no one in the room. Something in there seemed to really interest Rex. To me, the idea of Abraham Lincoln's spirit still having a presence in the White House isn't surprising because of the traumatic events that he and his family suffered during his presidency. In 1862, Abraham Lincoln and his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, suffered a profound loss. Their son Willie passed at the young age of 11 from typhoid fever in the White House. As you can imagine, Mary Todd Lincoln was heartbroken. She was so grief-stricken, she stayed in her room for weeks. Shortly after, she began telling others that she was seeing Willie's spirit at the foot of her bed. Both Mary and Abraham said they were receiving regular visits from their son, Willie. It was around this time that Mary began to participate in seances in the Red Room in the White House. Many of you already know this, but a seance is a meeting where people attempt to make contact with the dead, usually through the agency of a medium. These kind of seances were very common during the height of the Civil War as many families sought comfort after losing their loved ones, often at really young ages. If you look back through history, we as human beings have had an interest and fascination with the paranormal and the afterlife since we got here. The ghost of young Willie Lincoln has also been seen by White House staff numerous times, especially during Grant's administration in the 1870s. Lincoln had a fairly sad life in general. His mother, Nancy Lincoln, died in 1818 when Abraham was only nine years old from milk sickness. Milk sickness is also known as trimitol vomiting, and it's a kind of poisoning that causes trembling and severe intestinal pain that comes from ingesting milk or other dairy products from a cow that is fed on white snake root plant. This plant contains the poison trimitol, and would make people extremely sick. After Abraham's mother passed, his 11-year-old sister Sarah was left in charge of the household. In those days, if one parent died, the oldest sibling would be the one to step into their place and act as the mother or father. Sarah later passed in 1828 at only 20 years old, while giving birth to a stillborn son. When Abraham heard the news, he buried his face in his hands and his body shook with sobs. Another interesting thing is Lincoln actually foresaw his own death in a dream he had shortly before his assassination in 1865. From all accounts, Lincoln seems to be the most active spirit in the White House. It's said that he will appear when the country is in need or in peril. Given his life and the things that President Lincoln went through, it's not surprising that his presence would still be felt there. Another spirit that's hanging around is President Andrew Jackson, and he has a very comedic presence. His ghost spends a lot of time in his old bedroom, supposedly, lying on his bed, and has been heard letting out big, ghostly, guttural laughs. Many, including Mary Todd Lincoln herself, reported hearing and seeing him stomping around and swearing. President William Henry Harrison, the ninth president, only held office for 31 days. That's a record. He passed in the White House, sadly, and since supposedly haunts the attic, which is now the third floor. Staff have reported seeing and hearing him walking around the third floor. They say it seems like his spirit is wandering around, almost looking for something. There's also a ghost of an unidentified British soldier who passed during the War of 1812 that has been seen roaming the White House grounds supposedly carrying a torch. And here's a ghostly account from President Harry S. Truman himself. His paranormal encounters at the White House are documented in a letter he wrote to his wife. One night in 1946, Truman went to bed around 9 p.m. Around six hours later, he suddenly heard big loud knocks at his door. Boom boom boom. In the letter he wrote to his wife, he said, I jumped up, put on my bathrobe, opened the door, and no one there. Went out and looked up and down the hall, looked in your room and Margie's, still no one. Went back to bed after locking the doors, and there were footsteps in your room whose door I had just left open. Jumped and looked around and no one there. The damn place is haunted, sure as shootin'. Secret Service said that not even a watchman was up there at that hour. He ended the letter with, You and Margie better come back and protect me before some of these ghosts carry me off. I don't know about you, but I am definitely going to start using the phrase sure as shootin'" whenever fitting from now on. (laughs) Another apparition is that of Anna Surratt. Anna's mother, Mary Surratt, was hanged in 1865 after she was convicted of being a conspirator in the murder of President Abraham Lincoln. Anna was only 22 years old when her mother was sentenced to death. Mary became the first woman ever executed by the U.S. government, and Anna's spirit is still at the White House. Her ghost has been seen pounding on doors and gates pleading for the release of her mother. Anna actually visited President Andrew Jackson at the White House in a last-ditch effort to save her mother, but it didn't work. On July 7th of each year, the anniversary of her mother's execution, Anna's ghosts will pace back and forth on the front steps of the White House's North Portico. There's also been reports of eerie-sounding moans and sobbing coming from that area. It's almost like she's still there, waiting for President Jackson, still hoping to save her mom from her pending fate. So only Anna, not her mother Mary, the one that was actually executed, haunts the White House. I always think it's really interesting why some spirits are drawn to certain places and not others. Is it sadness or despair that keeps them there? It kind of makes you wonder. But not all the apparitions at the White House are so somber. On a romantic note, In the White House's Blue Room, President John Tyler, the U.S.'s 10th president, has been seen by many proposing to his wife, which is very sweet. Except John Tyler passed away in 1862. There's been multiple sightings, and they all say they see the same thing, Tyler proposing to his future wife. It looks like President Tyler is the kind of ghost who can't take yes for an answer. There are also some active spirits of first ladies at the White House. Abigail Adams, wife of second president John Adams, was known for hanging laundry in the East Room while she lived there. In the years since, staff reports smelling wet laundry and getting strong waves of the smell of lavender out of nowhere. She was the first first lady to live in the White House, so it seems like she still considered it home even after she was gone. Lastly, we know that spirits can often be tied to land. This goes way back to Native American beliefs that spirits can be bound to both objects and places. David Burns is another who still haunts the property. He actually owned the land on which the White House now stands. His ghost has been seen and heard in the Yellow Oval Room. A lot of times these spirits will stay because they feel a need to protect the area or place that was once theirs and they actually still feel that it is theirs. There are just so many interesting stories that come out of the White House one day. I would love the opportunity to take a tour, and I'm sure you all would as well. So, so, so. Next week's episode is a two-parter, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to share this one with you. I've been working on this story for weeks, and I'm not going to give it away, but I will give a little hint. If you have any interest in the infamous Zodiac case, then you are going to love next week's episodes. I was lucky enough to interview someone who has behind-the-scenes knowledge of the entire case, so you are not going to want to miss this one. And don't worry, I'll be releasing both part one and part two at the same time for your listening and viewing pleasure. As always, make sure you're following along with Avery After Dark on TikTok and subscribe on YouTube and let me know which stories, haunts, and cases that you'd like me to cover on the podcast next. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll see you next episode.